The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This particular show, we're going to talk about what makes a person vulnerable to exploitation. I've been giving this a lot of thought. This is uh, part two of this series. And, uh, you know, this, this show is brought to you by Million Kids because more than one million kids are trafficked each year throughout the world. You can follow Million Kids at millionkids.org or I'd encourage you to go onto our Facebook page called Million Kids and hit like. We have spent over 10 years working with teenagers and parents and adults and, and uh, minors who end up being exploited by let's say, an online predator like in sextortion, or they become victims of sex trafficking because they trusted the wrong person or maybe because of where they're at in their life or because of their own thought processes. And I've often spent time, our team has often discussed the issue of what makes one person more successful acceptable uh, to being violated and exploited than maybe another. And so I want to explore that with you this this show, just kind of share with you some of the insights that I have seen based on the victims. Now, for those of you that don't know, we are known for our literally tens of thousands of hours of research on these subjects. Uh, it is all case-based. Uh, I only uh, deal, I, I know I'm an activist, but I only deal in real-life cases. We are the training and outreach coordinator for the Riverside County Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force. I report to the Riverside County Sheriff Department in the task force and am funded through a Department of Justice grant. So I have seen many, many kinds of exploitation, everything from a child being violated uh, resulting in child pornography to sextortion where a child is lured into sending a naked photo. Sometimes it's a teenager that falls in love with uh, a pimp, maybe through a dating site or online. And other times it's an adult woman, uh, often very accomplished and attractive adult women who uh, maybe get lured into a modeling career or thinking they're going to be in movies or maybe they just fall in love with the wrong person and they get seduced. In fact, I have a book called Seduce the Grooming of America's Teenagers and, you know, Stay tuned. We're very close to starting our documentary, which will be probably either called Seduced or Groomed and be all about the grooming of America's teenagers and how that works online. So I want to explore that with you today. Now, in the first part, we got into a lot of the psychological aspects of this, of a number one, number one factor is your self-image. Do you feel like you're uh, damaged goods? I think 
the fear of being damaged goods is probably the greatest fear of all mankind. And so a lot of times what will happen is you start out with feelings of low self-worth. You, you are much more likely to take those risks. Uh, but there's more to it than that, and that's all covered in the first section on this. One of the things that we see are real live physio- physiological, big word, having trouble talking this morning, uh, physiological needs that will put you in this. For instance, one of the things that's happening right now with the COVID thing is that there's a huge level of unemployment going on. You have a lot of people out of work. I heard recently something like 3 million at least are now on unemployment because of all this massive shutdown. And uh, it is sad. Uh, we were, I was talking to the producer in this show. I live in Southern California. We're still in isolation. Most of the nation has already gotten back to work and gotten back to living again. Uh, but we're being held hostage out here. And it's a, a fascinating thing because it, nobody is looking at the psychological impact that has on individuals when they cannot earn a living and support their family. It is actually multiple generational in that kind of thinking. In California, we have many families that live together in multi-generational families. And so this is a serious issue. If they cannot earn a living, if they cannot support themselves, they are going to start to look for ways to take shortcuts. So what you'll see is the exploitation of individuals going up. You will have people who are trying to earn an easy buck and they will get tricked. You will have teenagers who see dad out of work and they'll respond to those signs on the pole that say teen jobs. You will start to see people that'll start to take chances out there. And on top of it, prostitution increases because people need money. And what the other thing you'll see is that crimes will increase. The crimes of uh, sex crimes will increase. Domestic violence increases during this time. You see, it's kind of a convergence of two kind of impacting factors. You have people who are more and more under pressure. When when you get under pressure, people with addictions and obsessions begin to act out, and they will turn to more pornography, they will turn to outsourcing sex, and then you will see people taking greater chances in order to be able to respond to their compulsions. So anybody that is in a financial need is going to have a higher chance of being exploited. This is especially true of homeless people. I've worked with some survivors of sex trafficking who told me that they did not realize on the first night that they were homeless that a homeless woman cannot sleep at night. She will be raped. Homeless people are exploited people of all kinds because they have needs. And there are some very bad people who will play on those needs. So there are some real life factors there. If you study what is happening in the refugee crisis, uh, people coming out of El Salvador and Guatemala, people coming out of Syria, going into Turkey and going into Italy and people coming out of Eastern Europe that are going into 
uh, UK and and uh, Scotland and those areas there. And yes, people coming out of China, these people have very few things to keep them safe. They literally are reduced to maintaining whatever they can carry with them. And they go into a foreign country with people who do not want them. And they pay a heavy price for that because they are easily exploited. So some real live factors are people in need. Not just the psychological factors of I'm not worth this and like that, but people who have real live needs. You will also see that real life factors of kids that are raised in gang territory. They are much more uh, likely to be exploited if they're raised in communities where in order to fit in, in order to be able to have a social life, in order to be accepted, those are some of the basic needs of mankind to fit in. And so what they will do is they will adapt. They will start to learn gang signs, even if they're not part of the gang. They will start to learn the the jargon, the logo. They will start to begin to hang out with some people even if they're not gang people because they feel the need to fit in. And so what you'll find there is that they have a psychological propensity to being open to exploitation because in gang world, you either are going to belong and pay a price or you're the enemy. And if you're 11, 12, 13-year-old boy that or girl, that is a huge kind of price. And you began to succumb to the idea that everybody else is in it and it's okay. And so I have to do this to belong. So those are factors in there. Some other life factors of being a widow. Oh, I've seen widows, especially young widows, that get caught up in this. Uh, I talked about last week a, a widow I knew. She was a widow at 27, and she didn't have many resources. Uh, her husband had not left her in a, in a financial situation where she had resources, and she moved a lady in from down the street, and the lady ended up being a gang lady who brought in all of her gang friends. That gang literally took over that widow's life, took over her bank accounts, took over her home, and put her out for prostitution, uh, alternating between building up her ego and tearing her down, which is part of the grooming process. You put them up on a pedestal, and then you bring them down so that they try to get back up on that, that pedestal. And in the end, she lost every one of her assets ended up being absolutely homeless. They took everything, and she ended up in forced prostitution. So widows will also go out on dating sites. And uh, let me tell you, I'm a widow, and I don't ever go on widow and widower dating sites because you will find on there all kinds of gigolos, and very few people on those widow dating sites are actually widows. They are people that are looking for wealthy widows or widowers that they can take to the cleaners 
and exploit. So those are some of the real-life factors of exploitation. This show is brought to you by Million Kids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N. Please go to millionkids.org. Start to follow us. Write to me at opal, O-P-A-L, at Million Kids. Tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, and why you're listening to this show. We want to get to know you. And if you have it in your heart to support this show financially, we would truly appreciate that by going to millionkids.org and hit that donate button. This is Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are up against that break, so we'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. This is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Did you know that every day in America, more than 9,000 kids are sextorted? That means blackmail with an illicit or naked photo. This does not have to happen. Me and Kids has been educating in schools for over eight years now. And it is my dream to make a documentary that we can give to free to every school in America across the nation to educate our kids about how the Internet works and where a naked photo goes when you hit sin. But we need matching funding on this. So if you have it in your heart today to support us in this documentary, please go to GoFundMe Million Kids. That is GoFundMe Million Kids and donate today. We can make this world a safer place for your kids and our kids. GoFundMe Million Kids. Thank you for your support. Hello, this is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Hey, let me tell you about my new book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet. That means our kids can access the entire world, but the entire world can access our kids, including pedophiles, predators, cartels, and organized crime. New technologies like encrypted messaging, vaporware, cryptocurrency, and the dark net means pedophiles all over the world can access, groom, and exploit our kids. Right now, over 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed because they sent a naked photo. This book is for parents and educators and anyone who cares about kids. Go to www.millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. It may be the most important thing you ever did to keep your child safe from predators. Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators 
Kings and how to talk to Kings to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O P A L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited. Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about factors that make a person vulnerable to exploitation. So we last week we talked a lot about the psychological factors uh, that especially entrap our teenagers, but I also uh, have worked in this business long enough to know that there's not enough attention being given to the issues of exploitation around illegal immigration. And I want to address that because I think that that's very, very important. We just talked about the fact that if you're poor, if you're unemployed, if you're a refugee, if you're homeless, if you're around gangs, you will be more likely to be exploited because you have needs. And anytime you have needs, people can prey on those needs and take advantage of you. The entire process of the illegal immigration system provides an opening for exploitation, whether it's in their home country, in their traveling country, or in our country in America. One of the things that was happening, if you remember, uh, about this time last year, we were dealing with the idea that there were thousands of people headed towards the U.S. border in a caravan for the purpose of forcing uh, illegal immigration to happen. It was uh, being organized by a group of people in protest of the uh, wall that President Trump was building. And I I did a lot of research on that subject, and it was fascinating what was not reported in the news. Uh, I remember one story that really caught my heart, and it was a woman down in a small village. I believe she was in Guatemala, but it could have been El Salvador. I can't remember. And uh, she said that they were very poor. She would never have the money to pay a coyote to come to America or send her child to America. And so what happened during the time of the uh, forming of the caravan is she said she got a WhatsApp message to go to Facebook that the caravan was forming. Now that caught my attention because here's a woman who is running some sort of little food stand. I don't know if she's making tortillas or selling Uh, pineapple or what she's doing but she sounds like she's only making about four to five dollars a day and she herself said that she would never have the money to pay a coyote to come to america but she has a little small phone and she gets a whatsapp message to go to facebook that this caravan is being organized when she followed the facebook and went to the meeting what was happening is a group of coyotes was forming the caravan and they were telling very poor people you can come to america even if you don't have the money to pay 
pay us. We will put a lien on your property, on your little hut, whatever you've got down there, your shack, your lean-to, and we will give you the money to go in that caravan. And then you can pay it back when you get to America because everybody in America makes a lot of money. And she decided not to do that, but she knew people who had done it and who joined up. And think about that, what is happening. This is exploitation in its greatest form, taking people and giving them a dream they do not have the ability to finance and putting them in indentured servitude, which is what is happening. Nobody was talking about that. They were just simply identifying the ways that we in America traffic these people. But they are being trafficked before they ever leave home. What would happen is they would get in the caravan, and then they were charged all along the way. They were given so much money, they paid the coyote, and every time they slept, they were charged. Every time they had food, they were charged. Every time they needed protection, they were charged. Then many of the women got raped along the way. Keep in mind, these are poor people who have almost nothing, and now they're being preyed on by people. This is why... People are vulnerable to exploitation. If you're homeless, if you are very poor, if you are unemployed, if you are a refugee, if you are an illegal uh, migrant coming up, you are going to pay a price because you know you're illegal and they're going to have to get you some documentation or help you across that border. So you you are traveling. I always say coyotes are not members of the Chamber of Commerce. Our nation here acts like these people get on a Greyhound bus and they get up here and go off to a spa. No, they are being exploited. 70% of the women on that beast train get raped. They bring contraceptives knowing that's going to happen to them and once they get across the border it is not like you see bus loads of coyotes going home these people are staying and what they will now say to the to the individual is you need to give us another four or five thousand dollars to stay in america or we're going to take your families home back home that you signed off to us And so the fear of hurting your family back home is one of the greatest points for exploitation for anyone who is a a foreign national in American soil. Because you will hear that even with the Chinese. If you pick up a bunch of girls from like a Chinese massage parlor or one of these big Chinese sex trafficking rings, they absolutely will not tell or cooperate with police. It is not because they're afraid of what can happen to them personally, but their family back home has financed their home and they are going to lose everything. And so it is that absolute need for taking advantage of the poorest of the poor and it is happening on American soil as well as happening before it gets here. So those are some of the factors of of physical factors of why this happens. We talked a little bit about widows. Loneliness is one of the ways people get exploited and that is true of teenagers and that is true of adults and that's true of adult males and true of adult females 
One way that adult males get exploited is they're lonely. They start to cheat on their wife. They start to go to prostitutes. They start to go to massage parlors. And they think they're going to go in and fair market trade. They pay their money. Everybody wins. He walks out. She goes on with her life and nobody gets hurt. That is not true. It doesn't work that way. Many of these girls are controlled by gangs and cartels, whether it's a Chinese cartel in a, or a Thai cartel. We just had a very large one last year broken over here in L.A. It was tens of millions of dollars. It was You would go in and have sex in one of these Thai massage parlors, and the money was going back to Bangkok and Belgium tens of millions of dollars for sex that took place on American soil. And what is happening in that case is many of the sex buyers are being exploited. They will take a picture of you, and for a few thousand bucks, they won't tell the boss or the wife, okay? They intend to blackmail you. I read a case that happened in um, uh, an Asian, I can't remember which particular nationality, but it was a, a Asian massage partner. And I want to say this was down in Florida or Georgia somewhere, but the girls didn't speak English, but they would take a selfie with each buyer. And what happened is when the police busted that that uh, ring, they all what they had was a cell phone with all the sex buyers. And so they started publishing them all, saying, we're looking for you. And so even loneliness on the part of the sex buyer will make you vulnerable for exploitation. Uh, they often threaten to hold documents for any kind of foreign national, whether it's labor trafficking and or sex trafficking. So if you have documentation, they will hold them. One of the biggest ways that you're vulnerable to exploitation is they will get your private data. I saw this in a case especially of a beautiful young lady who got involved with a modeling agency, and it looked absolutely legitimate. She filled out an employment application and gave all of her information, gave her family information, and they would talk to her. When this turned sour and they started to put her into prostitution, they threatened to harm her little sister and her family because they had all the private data on her and they could. Harming the family is one of the greatest factors in keeping in getting a person exploited and keeping them exploited. Uh, this is very true, by the way, of seduction on a video game chat room with a young boy. They will start sharing a video game, and it has a lot of sex in it. They masturbate together, but many of these video games have live streaming in them. They have video cameras that go right into your personal home. Your kid is sitting there playing a video game, and he sees his 12, they see his 12-year-old sister in the background. I had a case like that where they required the 12-year-old sister have a sex act with the 16-year-old boy they were exploiting, or they were going to go in and destroy him. He was in the process of doing that when the family walked in and they caught them. So having all of that protection of the family is one of the greatest reasons for exploitation. 
if they can threaten to harm your family, even if they beat the heck out of you, you will do what it takes to protect your family. My name is Opal Singleton. This show is called Explained Crimes Against Humanity. We are up against that break, so stay with us. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hello, this is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Hey, let me tell you about my new book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet. That means our kids can access the entire world, but the entire world can access our kids, including pedophiles, predators, cartels, and organized crime. New technologies like like encrypted messaging, vaporware, cryptocurrency, and the dark net means pedophiles all over the world can access, groom, and exploit our kids. Right now, over 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed because they sent a naked photo. This book is for parents and educators and anyone who cares about kids. Go to www.millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. It may be the most important thing you ever did to keep your child safe from predators. Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O P A L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited. Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This show is brought to you by Million Kids. We are a small organization out of Southern California that is in the process of about to really, uh, to uh, take on making a documentary uh, to educate both parents and teens about how Internet works, how exploitation works, how the idea of seduction and being groomed works. And if you want to support that work, we're getting started, we're getting ready 
ready. We're going, getting ready to go into production. I've been working on it heavily with the producer during the time of the COVID crisis, and uh, we could sure support, use your support, your financial support. If you have it in your heart to donate uh, to help us get that going, we'd really, really appreciate it. It's just go to Million Kids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N, millionkids.org and donate. So some of the other factors that we're looking at about what makes a person vulnerable to exploitation. The truth is we're all vulnerable. We all have strengths. We all have weaknesses. The way you stand against exploitation and the purpose of this show, of sharing this with you, especially is for parents to help their teens, especially understand how they can be strong and stand against exploitation. You see, you have some real challenges going on with teenagers because they're trying to get their identity. They they don't have that that uh, strength of character yet. They're still experimenting. They don't know who they are. And that is part of going through puberty, is to separate yourself from the parent. Almost every teenager, you know, will say, I don't want to be like mom. I don't want to be like dad. Don't be offended by that, mom and dad. You know, they're experimenting with what they like about you and what they don't like about you and what they want to do differently themselves. However, that that very act of experimenting is often risk-taking behavior. And the problem of it is, is they don't really have complete adult cognitive reasoning, and hopefully they don't have a lot of sexual experience. If they've already had a negative sexual experience, they are going to be greatly more likely Is that good English? I'm not sure. Much more likely to be exploited than anybody else. In fact, there is, depending on who you believe on the numbers, between 70 and 90% of sex trafficking victims were previously sexually exploited. And so if they were exploited in their younger years, it is much more likely as they go through puberty that they will be sexually active, take sexual chances, and end up being sexually exploited. And that is especially true of the foster agency kids because they don't have a core relationship of someone who believes in them. So any time that you get into risk-taking behavior, especially if there's a sexual component in it, you are much more likely to be exploited. Now, part of this is, as I covered in last week's show, is this belief that you are flawed, that you have, that you are damaged goods. That's part of it. But part of it is because you're willing to take risks. And with risks, sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. And depending on the factors in that risk-taking behavior, you are going to pay a higher price. And every time you get exploited, you will be great, much more likely to be exploited again in the future based on the fact that you now have increased your self-image as being one of damaged goods. The way you turn around that thinking is that you make conscious decisions that you are no better and no worse than anybody else, but that you are a valuable person with character and you are going to do what's right instead of what's easy. 
when you get into risk-taking behavior, one of the most common ones with teenagers is a desire to prove others wrong. In other words, they if they have a low self-esteem, if they believe that the parents don't believe in them or believe that they're not smart or they're not pretty or they uh, aren't successful, they will take risks to prove that that pe- those people wrong. Uh, you will often see that in communities where you have gangs where they'll take risks just to prove somebody wrong on it, and then they end up getting further uh, violated. This is often true of divorced people. Uh, divorced people come out of there feeling damaged, feeling beat up, feeling defensive. And what you will find there is they will take risks in new relationships. Maybe they've taken a risk in a new relationship before they got divorced. And all of those things will provide a negative self-image. And so divorced people will often go out to and date other people just to prove they can get somebody or that they have value or that if they're feeling rejected by their spouse or their mate or their significant other, uh, they will then take more risks to cover up the falsehood. If they know that they're doing wrong, they will begin to take more risks to do it. The going out to see a prostitute or a massage parlor, that is risk-taking behavior that is going on there. Uh, another kind of risk is a willingness to believe without a willingness to verify. We call that too good to be true. <laughs> We've all done that, you know. We all, you know, how many of us signed up for Publisher Clearinghousing and they're really going to show up at your door with a couple million bucks a month or whatever they're promising. In the meantime, they've sold your name to every Tom, Dick, and Harry corporation in the world. That's what Publisher Clearinghouse does. That's how they, they get your name. Uh, that's why you fill out those forms, by the way, at the at the movie theater so that somebody's going to sell you a timeshare. All of those things are a willingness to believe without telling yourself the truth, the reality of what's about to happen here. I think about that when I think about the Jeffrey Epstein case, because in that case, what happened is Maxwell, uh, Epstein was both a uh, child pornographer and a uh, a trafficker, basically. Uh, I, re- I read quite a bit of research on his case, but he would send Maxwell out, a female Maxwell, out to the very poor parts of town. Now, he lived in a multi-million dollar mansion. I can't remember what it was worth, but it was like $500 million or something. It was huge. Anyway, maybe maybe a hundred million. It was huge, whatever it was. But he would send this female out to the poor parts of town. Now we just talked about the risk factors in being very poor because you want what other people have and you don't know how to get it. You don't you can't see it in your reach by earning it. So somebody comes out and says, You too can have this life, just do this. And that's exactly what uh, leads to exploitation. Maxwell would go out and tell these poor girls in the poor parts of town, all you have to do is massage his feet for $200. You don't even have to have sex with them. You just massage his feet and you get $200. Well, if you're living in the shanty part of town, 
$200 looks like a lot of money. And then she will say, if you want to do more, that's up to you, but you don't have to. I mean, some girls have done more, and he's put them through college, but, you know, you there's no requirement whatsoever. Well, one more time, this is a willingness to uh, believe without verifying. The girls would show up, and then it was very shortly thereafter, he would move to, you do this, you do that. By the way, from everything I read, he was incapable of completing the act, and often the sex took place with Maxwell herself while he watched, and they would get a higher reward for doing that. What I want you to see here is that young girl out there in that ghetto never intended to have sex with a female while a male watched for an extra thousand bucks. They went in with an idea that they could get $200 just for massaging somebody's feet. This is when it's too good to be true. It probably is not a good thing for you. And it's that simple. Another factor in this is addiction. If you have someone who is an alcoholic or drinks regularly, you see it all the time. People are dating. They go to a bar. They get you a little high. They get you a little drunk. And the next thing you know, you're going home with them being exploited. It has nothing to do with love. That is that is what they call recreational sex. That word makes me sick, by the way. You know, sex is a healthy thing if it's done with respect and responsibility between two people where no one gets exploited. But if you go out to a bar... And you get yourself drunk, you go out on a first date and you allow yourself to have too much to drink or too too many drugs and you make poor decisions. And yes, someone can coerce you in there, but you are making those decisions. One more time, when you are putting your happiness in the responsibility, if you make the responsibility of your well-being someone else's responsibility, you will be exploited. We are each responsible for our own happiness, and we are each responsible for our own safety. When you start turning your safety over to somebody else, you will end up being exploited. If you allow yourself in in situations where you lose control because you've had too much to drink or too many drugs, you will end up being exploited. Once you're exploited, you will then begin to think less of yourself. And as you begin to think less of yourself, you will become more easy to be exploited. And that is exactly what pimps and predators look for in young people, in victims, is can I find somebody that is easy to manipulate? Can I find somebody who doesn't feel good about themselves? Can I find somebody that I can blow in their ear and they will follow me home and they become under my power and under my control? My name is Opal Singleton. This show is all about what makes a person vulnerable to exploitation. We have been working in this field for over 10 years. We've dealt with many, many cases, and we find that there are many factors that can make a person vulnerable to exploitation. And that's what we want to share with you so that you can teach your child to be strong and not be exploited and you can be strong and protect yourself if you want to support this show financially please go to millionkids.org hit that donate button we would truly appreciate it we are up against that break so we'll be right back stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com 
Hello, this is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Hey, let me tell you about my new book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by internet. That means our kids can access the entire world, but the entire world can access our kids, including pedophiles, predators, cartels, and organized crime. New technologies like encrypted messaging, vaporware, cryptocurrency, and the dark net means pedophiles all over the world can access, groom, and exploit our kids. Right now, over 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed because they sent a naked photo. This book is for parents and educators and anyone who cares about kids. Go to www.millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. It may be the most important thing you ever did to keep your child safe from predators. Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. This is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Did you know that every day in America, more than 9,000 kids are sextorted? That means blackmail with an illicit or naked photo. This does not have to happen. Million Kids has been educating in schools for over eight years now. And it is my dream to make a documentary that we can give to free to every school in America across the nation to educate our kids about how the Internet works and where a naked photo goes when you hit send. But we need matching funding on this. So if you have it in your heart today to support us in this documentary, please go to GoFundMe Million Kids. That is GoFundMe Million Kids and donate today. We can make this world a safer place for your kids and our kids. GoFundMe Million Kids. Thank you for your support. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited. Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. 
Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about what makes a person vulnerable to exploitation. We were talking about addiction prior to the break. Uh, That is a huge, huge factor in many, many of these cases. Uh, We see cases where pimps get girls uh, addicted to heroin and meth and, you know, they take their kids or they use their kids to manipulate them. Uh, You'll often see a female up in a motel with a kids are in the car or they'll put the kids in the system. But it isn't just, uh, you know, drugs that you can get addicted to. You can get addicted to sex and uh, men who get addicted to pornography and get a sexual addiction for masturbation, they are much more likely to take chances because they no longer see sex as part of a relationship. It, and this is, by the way, the concern for me when I watch so many of these videos video games is that sex is not in the context of a relationship. It is not two people giving and taking and caring about each other, respecting each other and, um, and not taking advantage of each other. In fact, in many of these video games, sex is a weapon. You actually get scores for it. And uh, and it's very one way and totally out of a context. And, and if you get into animated video game pornography, it really is that way. And we're feeding it to our kids at a young age. But if you have a pornography addiction or a sex addiction, you will end up being exploited at some time because these are degrading thought processes that will make you extremely vulnerable to exploitation and you will end up buying sex you'll end up uh, seeing sex as less than uh, a, a rewarding kind of relationship and so those are all factors that you see in there gambling addiction I talked about last week on the show how I had a cousin that ended up in debt to the cartel And uh, she worked at one of the big casinos and they ended up, she was married with children and they ended up forcing her into prostitution. So all of those are bad factors that are important factors to understand. But I do believe that one of the most important factors for each and every one of us is that we look to others to reinforce our belief about ourselves. I want to say that one more time because that is probably the most important factor in why a person is exploited. We look to others to reinforce our belief about ourselves. Sean Parker in Facebook called that the social validation feedback loop when it's taking place on social media. We are addicted to others telling us what they think about each other. And so when you get teenagers that are out there, what you'll start to see are attitudes, well, I might as well do this because it's you don't believe in me anyway. I might as well take chances because that's what you're really thinking about me. Or sometimes you'll see them say things like, how far can I go before you no longer accept me? They will push the limits until you finally, as a parent, push back. Sometimes one of the biggest factors is if you knew what I was really like, you would not like me. All of these are factors that will make a person heavy into exploitation. The good news about that is parents, we can overcome it. That is the reason we're making this documentary, by the way. I want to teach parents and teens 
how the internet works and how social media works because it changes relationships. We are taking our kids who are in real live relationships and putting them on the World Wide Web and having them talk to people they have never met and most likely will never meet, but they reveal their innermost thoughts, their innermost fears, and they they are naive, they are vulnerable, and they make themselves available to exploitation without understanding the difference between an empowering relationship on the internet and exploiting. If you are willing to support this show, we are just getting ready to go to production on this film that will be for teenagers and for parents. It'll probably be out next year, and we really need your support to do this. We have been raising funds up till now. We're right at that culminating point where we begin to start the action. We've been working on it for weeks with this COVID thing out there. We're ready to go into production, and we are going to need your help. If you can help us in the fundraising aspects of this, if you're a corporation and you want to help support this uh, market, a distribution of this film, we would truly, truly appreciate it. Uh, you can do that by contacting me, Opal, O-P-A-L, at millionkids.org, or just go to millionkids.org and hit that donate button. If you want, if you're a foundation or someone who wants to send a check, you can do that by going to Million Kids at P.O. Box 7293. That is P.O. Box 7293, Riverside, California, 92513. P.O. Box 7295, Riverside, California, 92513. I believe that each and every one of us have it in us to be vulnerable to exploitation. We all have our weaknesses. No one that I know of is exempt from these kinds of things. But I also believe that the way that we can stand against it is to teach our kids that they are chosen and valuable child of God, that they can make mistakes and we learn from mistakes. We all make mistakes. I make many a day. There's no doubt about it. But mistakes are not failures. Mistakes are lessons. And if we learn from those lessons, if we fail, we learn from those lessons, we can change it. But what that tells us is that we simply made a mistake. We are not a mistake. Being a mistake means that you believe badly about yourself. There's no need to do that. Once you decide that you are a valuable chosen child of God, that is a belief that you make, a decision that you make. Nobody can take that away from you. One of the freest days of my life was when I started to understand that if I make the decision I'm valuable, nobody else can change that. I hope that you'll share that with your family today because being part of your family is worth its weight in gold. Be proud of your kids. Be proud of who you are and what you do. Teach them that they can be proud. Every time they do what's right, instead of what's easy, they get stronger, and you will be a family with character. This is Opal Singleton. The show is Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We come every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. at Voice America Variety Channel. All of these shows are archived at exploitedcrimes.com. I hope you'll go to exploitedcrimes.com, hit that list listen button and share them with everyone you know you folks have a great week put your arms around your family give them a big hug tell them how proud you are for for them 
and we will see you next Thursday morning at 7 a.m. Have a great week, folks. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week. 